evening, everyone. I don't think any of us could fail to say that the presence and the spirit of God is here. That was the most precious worship. That was absolutely wonderful. Thank you, David, for leading us in that. I really feel the presence of God is with us. So um, I want to bring greetings from Pastor Nigel Marshative Lane. <laughs> uh, we are having such a wonderful time. I can't believe we've been there eight weeks. Um, we're so settled, all three of us. We're very, very happy. Um, Nigel's gone from preaching twice a year to twice a week. Um, I've never preached as much as I have done recently. God really is doing something incredibly new and different in our lives. Um, we're seeing God move and we can honestly say it's nothing to do with us. And that is so wonderful. Um, my lovely friend Margie just walked in on the very first week that we arrived there. And people thought she was my friend and I knew her and I said, we, we knew together today. Uh, but she is a very good friend, aren't you, Margie? She's been for lunch this afternoon. And we've been entertaining her, uh, Pastor David, with different talks and nationalities around England, Scotland, Ireland and Wales. And we were showing her how they dance in Scotland and Ireland. <laughs> And so it's quite funny that you're from Ireland today, so she's, she's got a very cultural learning day today, Margie. <laughs> um, but we send our love um, from Eve Lane to you guys. And also, Pastor Steve Hyde from Sedgley said, I sent him a little text this afternoon, and I said, Steve, I'm going to give you the honour for this and the credit. My talk tonight is called God or Bust. And Steve spoke on this back in the summertime, and it really impacted me. It was such a word in season for me. And he, I can't remember what he was talking about. I just remember this phrase, God or bust in your life. And it was at a point where we were very close to leaving Gateway. And I just thought, okay, God, it's you or bust. We really have got to go for it now, um, however, you, however you lead us. So... Tonight, I want to speak to you, and it's all about giving it to God completely, our situations and our lives, or bust. And there's two people that we're looking at tonight, and they are both in need. We're reading from Kings 1, sorry, 1 Kings, chapter 17, verse 6. And it starts with Elijah predicting a drought. Both of the people in this, in this passage needed God. Both of them needed him in a different way. Both of them didn't realise how God was going to work and what he was going to do next. But both of them were obedient and trusted God. So for both of them, it was God or it was bust. So 1 Kings 17 and I'm going to read verse 8. Then the word of the Lord came to him, saying, Arise and go to Zarephath, which, will, which belongs to Sidon, and stay there. And behold, I have summoned a widow there to provide for you. So he set out and went to Zarephath. And when he came to the gate of the city, behold, a widow was there gathering sticks for firewood. And he called out to her, 
please bring me a little water in a jar so that I may drink. So I'm just going to stay, stop there. Elijah had predict, predicted a drought and then God directed him to go to the brook and to stay at the brook. And he said to him, go there, I'll provide all your needs. Um, he said, go there and turn eastward, hide yourself by the brook of Cherarif, which is east of the Jordan River. You shall drink from the brook, which I have commanded the ravens to sustain you there with food. So Elijah had made this great prediction, there's going to be a drought. And then God said to him, now go to this river, stay there, I'm going to feed you by the brook for drink and the ravens will bring uh, bread and meat, which is very unusual. Would any of us be shocked or bewildered if God said, go to Tipton Canal, Mandy, sit there and a, and a dog or a donkey is going to turn up every day with uh, fish and chips from the ice street and then you'll be fed every day. It's an unusual thing, but because Elijah was a man of God and a prophet, he trusted God implicitly. And so he did that, and that was unusual enough. It doesn't tell us how long he was at the brook or at the river, but eventually the ravens brought him meat in the morning and bread and meat in the evening. And it happened after a while that the brook dried up because there was no rain in the land. So he'd predicted a drought, and then God sent him to stop by a river, which eventually that was going to dry up because the drought was coming. So then the word of the Lord came to him and said, go, and I've commanded a widow to help you. So God gave Elijah very unusual directions. And we're not told that at any time Elijah questioned God. Well, that's a bit strange, God. And we're not told that he grumbled. He didn't grumble that he just had bread and meat. Now, Nigel wouldn't grumble because he loves meat. If I said to him, Nigel, you're going to have bread and meat every day, he'd like, woo. Um, but it doesn't tell us that he was confused. It doesn't tell us that he complained. He just went there. And obviously, if he predicted, I can't say that word tonight, David. If he predicted a drought, he knew that eventually that river would dry up, and it did. And so he was in a place, what are you going to do next, God? You've, I've done what you asked me to do. You've done this bizarre thing with bread and meat, and you've sent me to a river. And he was in a place, what are you going to do? But he trusted God completely. And then God said, go to this other place now and there's going to be a widow there and she's going to look after you. So he set out and he went to Zarephath. And when he came to the gate of the city, behold, a, a widow was there gathering sticks for firewood. And he said to her, please bring me a little water in a jar so that I can drink. That's quite an easy request, isn't it? He wanted a drink, he was thirsty. And well enough, the widow went to get it. As she was going to get it, he called to her and said, please bring me a piece of bread in your hand. And now this is where the crunch came for the widow. He didn't know, but we're going to find out that was the last meal she'd got for her and her son. She was in a very desperate situation. He didn't know what God was going to do, 
She didn't know what God was going to do. He needed God's direction to the next thing, but she was in a desperate situation and actually thought she was at the end of her life and her son because after that, they'd got nothing. So truly for this widow, it was God or bust. If God didn't do something, she actually expected that her future was that she was going to die with her son. But she said to him, as the Lord your God lives, I have no bread, only a handful of flour in the bowl and a little oil in the jar. See, I'm gathering a few sticks so that I may go and bake it for me and my son, that we may eat it as our last meal and die. She was in such a place that she had no future. She had no hope. This lady just didn't know what was going to come next. But Elijah said to her, do not fear and go and do as you have said. Just make me a little bread from it first. What a cheek. Honestly, I read that this afternoon. I'm like, goodness me. She just told him, I've got a tiny bit of flour and a tiny bit of oil. I'm going to make us a little meal and we're going to die. And the cheeky man says, can I have some bread first? Bring it out to me. And afterwards, you may make one for yourself and your son. Now, if I was that widow, I'd have said, I don't think so. This is for me and our Beth. This is our last meal. You're not having it. Really, truly, <laughs> let, let's be real. Would you really, in that desperate situation, give it away? And what was he thinking to say, give me that? She'd already told him. I've only got a bit. So I'm thinking, wow, in this situation, God has got to be in this. Because I don't know how he could ask her for her last meal, knowing she was going to die. And I don't know how she could give it to him, not knowing that she'd have enough for her and her son to have another meal. So faith in both parts comes together in this. He had the faith to ask her, because God had told him, the widow will sustain you. And the widow, for some reason, must have known that God was going to take care of her, even in such a desperate situation. And he says, do not fear. Go and do as I have said. Make me a little bread from it first and bring it out to me. And he don't just ask her to make it. He wants her to serve him. This woman could have been starving. This is her last meal. Surely she waited until they were absolutely desperate for food to cook it. If you knew it was going to be your last meal, you'd wait and wait and wait until it was, I can't wait no longer, we've got to have it and then we'll die. But now he wants her to be his servant, bring it to me. But then he tells her, for this is what the Lord God of Israel says, the bowl of flour shall not be exhausted nor shall the jar of oil be empty until the day that the Lord sends rain again on the face of the earth. And then this is amazing because this is where her faith in his word and in God's instructions really steps in. She went and she did as Elijah said. And she and he and her household ate for many days. The result of her being obedient and trusting what Elijah said 
don't worry, give it me, serve me, then you eat. Now don't worry, it's never going to dry up. You know, and the realisation for this woman must have been so immense. Have you ever been in such a desperate situation and you couldn't see a way out? There was no way out. She was at her absolute lowest point. She wanted her son to live. We would do anything. If our children, if we knew we, something so desperate was going to happen, we would do anything for our children. And in her place of desperation, she heard God. She could have missed it. She could have been so overwhelmed by the desperation that she would have missed God, but she recognised it and she was obedient. And it says, she and he, that's her son, ate. And not just did they eat, the whole household. So there was many others. So this widow, in being obedient, provided for herself, provided for her son, and provided for the household. Her obedience didn't just affect her life, it affected many. And her obedience brought life. Their situation was, it was finished, it was over. But that lady's obedience to the Lord brought life to herself. It brought life to the son and it brought life to the household. And it says in verse 16, the bowl of flowers was not exhausted nor did the jar of oil become empty in accordance the word of the Lord which he had spoken through Elijah. When God tells us something, we need to believe it. We need to believe it enough that we'll be obedient, even if it seems the very opposite to what we want to do. She wanted to eat a meal and die. She wasn't thinking, I'm going to start cooking loads, I'm going to make tons of bread and I'm, everything's going to change. She wasn't in that place. But simple obedience changed her situation completely. So for her, it was God or bust. And she, in the face of going bust, chose God and her life changed completely. Now we know that later on, her son actually dies. And then she says, oh my goodness, what have you done this for? And she goes on, she goes on at him a bit. Um, Oh, my Lord, this is what Elijah said. Uh, he called to God and said, Oh, my God, you have brought further tragedy to the widow with whom I am staying by causing her son to die. Now, suddenly, it had all gone wrong again. She'd been obedient, they'd carried on, she'd fed him. And suddenly, the poor woman's son actually dies. And then Elijah stretched himself out upon the child three times and called to the Lord and said, O oh Lord, my God, let this child's life return to him. And the Lord heard the voice of Elijah and the life of the child returned to him and he revived. And then he took, took, Elijah took him and gave him to his mom. See, your son is alive. Then the woman said to Elijah, now I know you are a man of God and that the word of the Lord in your mouth is truth. Does that mean that she didn't realise who he was earlier? 
because he'd brought her son back to life by praying to the Lord. This extra act that he did confirmed to her, this is God. This isn't just some prophet who wants some, some food. He is a man of God and he has got the power of God with him. So tonight, it's a very simple message. In our lives, are we prepared to trust God? Last year, for myself, Nigel and Beth was the hardest year uh, we've had for a very, very long time. And there was a point, uh, being really honest, when it was God or bust. Um, there was a, a point where Nigel said to God, I don't know what to do, I need you to do something. And miraculously, he said that on the Thursday and on the Monday, we had a visit from Pastor Steve Hyde, which totally brought hope into our situation. Steve actually told him they were looking for a pastor at Eve Lane uh, and suggested he applied, which was beyond Nigel's comprehension. We didn't even know they were looking. And you know, God just took that situation for us as a family, as a couple that have served God for years, we were at a point where we didn't know what's next. It's almost a bit like Elijah. He'd served God, he'd done everything that God had told him to do. And then suddenly he doesn't know what's next. We knew that God was with us completely. I can remember saying to Beth several times throughout the year, from January to September, Beth, you've seen us at our lowest. You have seen us arguing and crying over situations that are out of our control but please watch what and see what God will do now I didn't know what God was going to do um, but I knew who God is and I knew that my God doesn't ever let me down and I knew we just needed to wait and to be obedient and I said to her please Beth don't judge everything that you see wait and watch what God will do and then when God did what he did, which was a surprise to all of us, it's been amazing. And we've arrived at this new place and it's been so easy. We've been so accepted, so loved. We feel at home. Um, it's just been almost as in the world you would say, it's too good to be true. I do keep saying, when is the honeymoon gonna, gonna finish? But it has just been incredible. And it was of no effort to us. God just did it. A bit like Elijah. Go there, say, just ask if, if they're interested. And God just did the rest. We have some incredible testimonies of how God, I did say I'm going to write a book, what God can do in 24 hours, because literally from one day to the next, to the next, to the next, God was just making a way and just working in ways that we could not and would not have thought. Um, so a personal testimony in this tonight is that God, in a time of desperation, in a time of when you're not quite sure what to do next, trust and obey God, and he will definitely, definitely bring you to a new place and a better place. So the widow was expecting to die but God's plans wasn't for that woman to die. God's plan was so different to what she expected. She in the natural thought, we're going to eat this last meal and we're going to die. 
God was thinking, this widow doesn't know what's going to happen. She's going to feed a prophet. She's going to save her son. She's going to save her household. People will talk about it. The son's going to die and he's going to bring him back to life. Do you think that was kept a secret? I think the whole town would have known. Have you heard what's gone on at the widow's house? That Elijah's lay on that lad three times and he's come back to life. She couldn't, in her situation, see what God was doing or what God had got planned. And for all of us, there's times in our lives when we can't see what's the next thing, what has God got planned. But we need to remember her tonight and just realise she couldn't see it, but God had, God had got so much to do with her. And, you know, she was a widow. I'm guessing she was a youngish widow, but then that could have been 200 because they had them till they was like <laughs> hundreds of years old in them days. But a position of a widow wouldn't have been a good one. She would have had a very hard time being a widow without a husband. But in the end, she touched so many lives. She touched and was God's instrumental way of touching a prophet. How many of us can say that God has used us instrumentally to touch the lives of really important Christian figures? And yet this widow, we, we're not told her name. She was there for Elijah. God used her. She touched her son. She gave him life and a household. So tonight, however our situation is, we may have a lack of hope. She had a lack of hope. We may not know what is the next thing. Elijah didn't know what's coming next. But in our lack of hope, in our uncertainty, in not knowing everything about life, sometimes I think we think we, we deserve to know everything what's coming. You know, oh, I, you know, I need to know what's happening. No, you don't. God needs, God knows what's happening. We don't need to know. We just need to trust God. So tonight, we may have a lack of hope. We may have a desperate situation. We may not know what's next. We need to trust God. We need to obey God. And we need to be open to being used by God. These people were just obedient. And because of their obedience... She got a chapter in the Bible. Am I, Mandy Marsh, going to do anything that God can record? In our lives, as in God's little notebook, is he writing down, Mandy Marsh, help that person, Mandy Marsh. What's he writing about your life? What if we were in the Bible? Well, the truth is we're in God's book. What has God got for us? It doesn't matter how old we are. We are never finished. God has always got something for us to do. So I hope that's helped tonight and encouraged everybody. It's just a small thought. And I was driving along and I was going to preach what I preached last Sunday night. But I never like to do that. I always like to say, Lord, what do you want me to say? And I was just on Russell's Hall Estate coming back from the hospital yesterday. And I knew God told me to bring that word to you. So I'm trusting that was for you tonight from the Lord. I've been very blessed pondering this for the last 24 hours.
Um, so I pray that tonight you can receive something from that. Um, I'd just like to pray. Father, I thank you that you know our lives from beginning to the end and in the middle. Because, Lord, sometimes in the middle or near the end, we get confused and we get lost and we feel desperate and we feel that we don't know what's going on. But, Lord, we thank you tonight from your word. You have a purpose and a plan for each and every one of us. And, Lord, tonight I pray that you would help me and you would help my brothers and sisters to trust you in every situation. Lord, when it's a weird situation, when it's an unusual, when it's a difficult situation, help us to trust you, Lord, and help us to be obedient. And Lord, I pray as we do that, you would use us to influence and to affect other people and to be effective for your kingdom and for your glory, that other people's lives would be changed because of us being obedient to you. Father, we give you all the glory, all the honour and all the praise in Jesus' name. Amen.